You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 132, the solo series. Let me ask you a simple question. How many times have you said to yourself, I really need to build my business so I can finally leave my day job? If you've been waiting for the right time, it is time to stop waiting. It's time to take a deep breath and do the work of building your business dream. So let's get back to that question. What's it going to take? Watch my free training and learn the exact steps you need to take to escape corporate America and create your own lane. No, it is not going to be easy. And yes, it is absolutely going to be worth it. You can watch my free training at https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash escape the corporate rat race. Again, that's tinyurl.com forward slash escape the corporate rat race. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here episode 132. I'm surprised by how many episodes we've got here. If you are new to She Runs the Show, let me say welcome. Thank you for listening. This is a powerful podcast and and it is powerful for a number of reasons. Number one, our mission has remained the same and it continues to be as powerful today as it was when this podcast was started a couple of years ago. She Runs the Show is on a mission to help women entrepreneurs have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And we're talking all relationships, friendships, romantic partnerships, marriages, you name it. You can have both. You must have both. And when you decide that you must have both, you will find a way to have both. So that is the purpose of She Runs the Show. Now, it has been a long time since I have talked about fear. For those of you who who know my work, you know that I started out really writing books about overcoming fear and transforming fear. And you can find all of those books on Amazon at overcomingfearbooks.com. I think it's time for me to actually start writing some more books about fear because I think fear, you know, having been a coach for, for a number of years, probably at least a decade at this point, um, fear for so many people is at least the thing they think that's holding them back. It is the thing that they talk about when they talk about their limitations, when they talk about why they're not taking action, why they're not being consistent. Usually one of the first things that comes up is fear. And so fear is something that gets talked about a lot and not in a positive way. In fact, in a very, very negative way. So when I started writing books about overcoming fear, one of the first things I wanted to do was debunk this myth that fear is bad. And, and I did that in all of my books because at the end of the day, I strongly still feel that fear is normal. It is natural. It is human. Uh, and fear is a teacher if we know how to transform it and use it for that purpose. But all of that does not dismiss the fact that for many people, the thing that gets them stuck in a rut and the thing that keeps them feeling immobilized or feeling as if they cannot take action on their biggest dreams is fear of some sort. And so I want to use today's episode to talk about how do you use your inner leadership to overcome fear? Because now what I do in my business is, is inner leadership work completely. I think at the end of the day, your success, whether it is in life or business is going to come down to your inner leadership. And what I like to do in my uh, inner badass intensive program, that's going to be starting in August up again, 
is I like to to help people get to the bottom of where is your leadership at, inner leadership at? What do you need to change about it? How do you need to tap into and activate it? And how do you become the inner badass that you truly are? And how do you run your life and your business that way? And so the inner badass intensive is 12 weeks where we're just doing the deep work. We're, we're doing the deep work of really getting to who am I as an inner leader of my life? And what is that going to require of me? And how do I show up fully with my inner badass intact? And in the process, how do I fire my inner critic and use my inner badass to run the show and to build my business? And so that's what we do in the inner badass intensive. But today's episode is interesting because Oh, and by the way, side note, I forgot to say this at the beginning. This is, I'm not going to be doing any episodes, new episodes of the podcast next week. So for those of you who are going to be looking for new podcast episodes next week, you will not find them. I will not be producing them. We will be back the first or second week of June. I've got to go on a little bit of travel. So there will be no new episodes next week. Just so you know, I know sometimes I don't give notice, but I'm, I'm working on getting better at just letting everybody know, especially those of you who subscribe on iTunes or in SoundCloud, which I so appreciate you. There will be no new episodes for at least another week, if not two weeks, but look for me in June and you will have new episodes uh, coming again in June. And I'm assuming that iTunes does notify you, at least it notifies me on the podcast that I subscribe to when a new episode is up. So let me just throw that in there because there will be no new episodes for another week or two. <laughs> Back to inner leadership. So I want to talk today about how to use your inner leadership to overcome fear. It, it's a really important thing. Your inner leadership is everything. And I've said this over and over again. One of the reasons why she runs the show is so grounded a in solo episodes. I mean, most of she runs the show is me talking to you and having this conversation with you, but also why she runs the show is so grounded in a focus on emotional intelligence, on mindset, on perspective is because I firmly believe and know that if your mind isn't right, your business won't be right. If your inner leadership is not intact, your business won't be strong and that you, you must do whatever it takes to develop your inner leadership first before you do any of the strategies and tactics of your business. Because even if you follow somebody else's play by play and you build this massively successful business, you will not be able to keep it without your inner leadership. So that's why we do EQ stuff on She Runs the Show, because everything boils down to mindset. Every The hard times, the good times, the great times, the victories, the failures. If your inner leadership is not right, you will not be able to sustain anything that you've built. So in today's episode, I really want to talk about how do you use your inner leadership to overcome fear? Let's begin by just defining what is inner leadership. Cause some of you may be like, well, I know what leadership is, but like, what the heck is inner leadership? Who knows what the heck that is? I'm <laughs> good question. Glad you're thinking about that. So inner leadership is your capacity to be all of who you are in any moment. Your inner leadership is your ability to transform any environment you're in by the way you show up and exist in that experience. So inner leadership is who am I on the inside? How am I showing up fully as that me on the outside? And how do I show up? You know, I always like to say, be responsible for the energy that you bring into the space. 
Like, be responsible for the energy you bring into the space. So what energy do you bring into the, to any space? And do you allow the circumstances or the energy of that space to dictate who you're going to show up as today? Or is your inner leadership intact and you have the power and you use the power to show up a hundred percent as you, no matter who's watching, who's looking, who's saying, and I'm not saying that inner leadership is easy. So let me just throw something in here for a minute. There are moments when I'm in a situation with certain individuals and I go, Ooh, I can tell I'm not being all of who I am or, Ooh, I can tell I'm playing smaller than I need to, or, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. So I'm not saying that inner leadership is you being a hundred percent you all of the time. I wish that were possible for most people, me included, it's not, but it's having enough self-awareness that in moments when you are playing small, you notice it immediately in moments where you're feeling some kind of way and you don't feel like you're in your full power. You notice like, like, you know, when you're on, you know, when you're off and you know what you need to do to activate more of yourself in that situation or to remove yourself from the situation so you can take your energy and your power back. So that's your, your inner leadership. It really is the power to be a hundred percent available to life and to experiences, whether those experiences are good or bad, you know, your inner leadership is also the ability to consciously and intentionally decide how you're going to react and respond to every experience of life. You know, yet yesterday I did a, a training in my private Facebook community, fire your inner critic, find your inner badass and finally build your business. I love the name of that group. I did a, a, a training yesterday for those in my group about the secret power and the hidden danger of anger. And I love that training because so many people are afraid to be angry or to get angry. And they don't understand that the moment you have gotten your inner leadership to a place where you understand that in any moment, no matter what is going on or who is doing what or who is saying what, you literally have the ability to decide how you're going to react and respond to every experience of life you win. The moment you get the, like, people can do what they need to do, what they want to do. They can act all kinds of ways. They can, you know, um, they, they can be atrocious if they want to, but you get to decide how you react. That's power. And so that's part of your inner leadership. You know, your inner leadership is also you deciding how this is going to go and not allowing a circumstance or a person to decide how you're going to feel. Where we lose our inner leadership a lot of the time is we take what people say and do personally, and then we interpret it personally, and then we make it mean things that it doesn't really mean, and then we give it power in our lives that it should not have, and then now we're down a negative spiral and then we start to feel sucky and then things start to go sucky. You see how that whole thing just sort of snowballs into something that really isn't meant for you. So often we, you know, we allow other people to dictate how we're going to feel because we pay way too much attention to what we think they think of us. Right. And there are two things that I want to say to that. First of all, what other people think of me is none of my business. So let people feel how they want to feel about you. You can't control that. 
but it really is none of your business. And once you come to the point where you stop making it your business, you give yourself a ton of freedom, which then empowers your inner leadership. The second thing I'm going to say is if you have not read Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, it is a small book, but it is a powerhouse of a small book. Get it, read it, listen to it. One of Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements is don't take anything personally. Like nothing, anything, any, nothing anybody does really is about you. And if you don't believe that's true, notice how you treat people when you're in a bad mood. Just say it has nothing to do with them. Cause if you're in a good mood, you would treat them differently has everything to do with you. And the same thing applies to other people. So your inner leadership is really you deciding how your experience of life today is going to go and not allowing a circumstance or person to decide how you're going to feel. When we talk about inner leadership, it really is EQ, or some people are now saying EI, emotional intelligence at its best. And it really requires that you know that you know you better than anybody else knows you and that you choose in all situations to be wholly who you are and not resort or be negatively impacted by the situations that come. It really is. How do you respond to life? Your inner leadership is not how you respond to life when things are great, but especially when things are sucky. How are you responding to life? What is your response to people who don't like you or don't care about you or dismiss you or treat you badly or speak to you badly? And I'm not saying it's a, I'm going to be the better person. I could do a whole episode on the, the lie of that piece, but I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm not going to go there today. What I am saying is in any situation, do you get diminished by the circumstance and by the occurrences and the communication with other people? Or can you stand fully in your power, be all of who you are and not give a rat's ass about what anybody else is doing or saying? Can you do that? Because that is at the heart of what your leadership is meant to be and do for you. So why is inner leadership so important to overcoming fear? I think it's important to really talk about this because here's the issue with fear fear can be transformed. And as I said earlier, fear is normal and natural. Fear is what it is. And it's going to be in the car. You just don't want it to be in the driver's seat, as you've heard me say so many times. So why is inner leadership so important overcoming fear? Because what fear ends up doing so much of the time, especially when it comes to big dreams and big goals, like building a business, is that fear steals your focus. Fear steals your focus. That's the problem with fear. When you are afraid, you forget, you know, I, I love the story of Job in the Bible. And really, religion is not an issue in this point because Job had everything. And then, you know, the devil said to God, well, you know what? The reason why Job loves you and serves you, God, is because you gave him everything. If you took away everything, he would curse you. And God was like, okay, devil, try it. Like, take everything from Job. Let's see what happens. So God allows the devil to take everything from Job. I mean, including his children, like his children died. I'm just saying everything his money, all of his, you know, material well-being, all of his children. I think there were four of them dead. Uh, he's, you know, in the corner of his property on the ground with sores all over his body. His wife at one point says to him, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Right. His friends are coming to him and going, man, what did you do to deserve this? Have you ever had that happen? By the way, I've had that, had that happen. Have you ever had somebody who you thought was a friend 
or at least an acquaintance, and they see you going through a hard time. And instead of lifting you up and saying, man, what, whatever this is, you can do it. They look at you and they go, well, what did you do to piss God off? Like you wouldn't be going through this if you didn't do some shitty stuff. Yeah. I've been there, done that. <laughs> that tells you who your friends are real quick, by the way. But anyway, so Job's friends come to him and they're like, I don't know what you did, but you did something bad because God has like totally left you. And Job refuses to curse God and die. And he refuses to, um, to release his faith that the, the God who would allow this is that he can also be the God who gives him back everything. But the interesting thing about Job is when this this, all of this first happens to Job. There, there is a part of the Bible that I'll never forget. And Job says, um, and because this has been a theme in my life, this has been a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way. There's a point where Job says, the thing I feared came upon me. The thing I feared came upon me. And I have, one of the reasons why I started writing books about overcoming fear is because I understood in my own life experiences that whenever I put so much focus on, on something that I feared or something that I was afraid would happen in my life or something that I was afraid would never come to be, um, my focus on the fear brought the fear to fruition. And the reason why inner leadership is so important to overcoming fear is because what you focus on becomes true for you. And so often we give way too much focus to our fear and not enough focus to our dreams. And the reality of the situation is you cannot give the proper focus to your dreams if your focus is diverted by your fear. Fear or dreams. Literally, you've got to choose and where your focus goes. That's where you, that, that is where your energy, your action, your intention, all of that flows to whatever you're focusing on. And if it's on fear, that's what you're producing. And while I don't believe in this concept of fearlessness, I don't believe in fearlessness. So you will never see in any of my books at overcomingfearbooks.com that I'm going to tell you about how to be fearless because I believe that's bullshit. But I do like, I do like Robin Sharma's quote where he says, we grow fearless by walking into our fears. Now, I think we grow powerful by walking into our fears. I think when we acknowledge that we fear something and we acknowledge that it's not real, and we also acknowledge that if I fear it, it's my fear, which means I own it. It doesn't own me. So I get to consciously decide what I do about this fear. Yes, that's walking into your fears. And the more you walk into your fears, the more powerful you become. I also am a firm believer, as the Japanese proverb says, that fear is only as deep as the mind allows. So fear will only have as much power over your life as you focusing as deep as your focus is on that fear. So our inner leadership is super important because the stronger your inner leadership, the greater your ability to stay focused on your dreams, not focused on your fears, but also it gives you enough leverage point that you can overcome and transform your fear. Now, the weaker your inner leadership, the greater the likelihood that your fear is using you. You're not using your fear and that your fear is actually going to be the thing that transforms you and not the other way around. So now we, then we have to look at the question of, okay, so I get that my inner leadership is important. I get that fear is, is real in, to the extent that I focus on it. I get that um, having a strong sense of inner leadership will help me overcome my fear. 
But you might be asking yourself, well, how do I use my inner leadership to overcome fear? Right? Like I have a lot of fear around building this business. I have a lot of fear around being successful. I have a lot of fear around, you know, you might have a lot of fear around leaving your day job. You might have fear around, you know, if I build this business, what is it going to require of me? Am I still going to have time for my family? Um, what will I lose in the pro? I mean, there could be all kinds of fears when it comes to building a business. So you might be asking, how do I use my inner leadership to overcome fear? And, and I'm going to talk about it because I like to refer to it as the five C's and the five C's help you both master your inner leadership and overcome slash transform your fear. Because when you use the five C's to master your inner leadership, fear just gets naturally transformed as a byproduct of it. So let's talk about the five C's, five C's. And I'll give these to you. I hope you're, you're taking notes because this is, this is an episode where you, it's not just, okay, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to be inspired. This is a tactical, practical, like take some notes and think about it and then figure out how to apply it. So the five C's to mastering your inner leadership are clarity, commitment, courage, consistency, and compelling care. I'm going to talk, I'm going to spend some time on the compelling care because it's different than care. So the five C's again, to mastering your inner leadership are clarity, commitment, courage, consistency, and compelling care. Care. Now let's talk about clarity. Clarity is the starting point of all things. I mean, any dream you're going to achieve doesn't happen without clarity. Anything that you're going to do in your business doesn't happen well without clarity. And clarity is knowing what you want, knowing why you want it, knowing what your outcome is in every single moment. What's my outcome? What's my outcome with this product? What's my outcome in my business? What's my outcome for this week? What's my outcome for this podcast episode? So clarity is knowing what your outcome is and also being very clear on the power that you have to achieve that outcome. So first things first to master your inner leadership, you got to have clarity, you know, you got to know what you want, why you want it, what your outcome is in any given moment, and just knowing that you have the power to achieve it. That's clarity. Now, commitment is the next piece because once you're clear on your outcome and what you want and why you want it, then you've got to have the commitment to see this thing through until the end. You have this, you have to have the commitment that says, I'm going to endure. I can do hard things. I will do hard things. You know, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, he calls this the, I can, the, I will, and the, the, I must. So commitment is not only I can do this, not only I will do this, but I must do this. It really is. And the ability to say at the beginning of a journey that I'm not leaving until I get to the end of the journey, the ability to endure stamina, going the distance, deciding in advance that you aren't leaving until this gets accomplished. That's the commitment piece. So once you've got clarity, once you've got commitment, then the third C to mastering your inner leadership is courage. It's courage and courage doesn't happen. (coughs) Excuse me. Courage doesn't happen. I don't know what's going on in my voice. I need to take a sip of water here. Okay, that's better. Courage does not happen in the absence of fear. In fact, courage only happens in the presence of fear. There is no need for courage if there is not fear. And I think a lot of people forget that. They think courage is like, I'm going to do a bold thing. There's a difference between boldness and courage. You can do a bold thing because it's bold. 
And a bold thing you may not be afraid to do. Like a bold thing is bungee jumping and you may not be afraid of heights and you may not be afraid to be strapped to some cords and like going off of a cliff. You might not be afraid of that. Like you might be like, wee, this is fun, right? Roller coaster, bold move. But that's not necessarily courageous. Courage exists in the presence of fear. So the third state of mastering your inner leadership is courage. It's the ability to take action in the presence of fear. It's the ability to go beyond any comfort zone and do the thing that in the moment you think you cannot do, even and especially when your fear is present. So courage is the third C. Once you know what you want and why you want it, clarity. Once you have committed to seeing this thing through until the end, stamina, endurance, persistence, commitment, now you've got to have the courage to do the thing you think you cannot do, which means doing that in the presence of fear, which is the third C, courage. The fourth C is consistency. And I talk about this all the time to clients in the inner badass intensive all the time. Consistency is king or queen, depending on your perspective. Consistency is king. There is nothing that you will achieve worth having in life without consistency. And people hate that. You know, I have, I have a, an opt-in on CassandraVon.com that says seven simple ways to be more consistent. Because most people think that their issue with achieving their goals or dreams, especially when it comes to building a business, has something to do like some deep-seated childhood um, I need to be in therapy for five years thing. No, I mean, yeah, you could do that if you want to. You could do therapy for a decade and try to, you know, do an what, archaeological dig and figure all that stuff out. However, <laughs> um, oftentimes the problem with your success in any big endeavor is your consistency. And I'm speaking from experience because I have had seesaw years. I'm not just talking like seesaw weeks. I've had seesaw years of inconsistency. And the reality is, is the more consistent I am, the luckier I get. Consistency is king. So the fourth C to mastering your inner leadership is doing what you say you're going to do, being consistent, being consistent every single day, no matter what the weather, what the outcome, what the circumstance, who's doing what, how tired you feel. Consistency is king. So mastering your inner leadership and therefore overcoming your fear boils down to clarity, commitment, courage, consistency, and the fifth one, and I want to sit here for a minute, compelling care. So a lot of people talk about care, uh, you know, in organizations, they talk about, we want to develop care. We want, we want to have an organization of care, a community of care. Lots of people talk about, you know, you have to, people have to know, John Maxwell said this, people have to know how much you care before they care how much you know, which is very, very true. And a lot of people really say that, in order for you to build a business, you've got to care about your people. You have to care about your team. You have to care about your clients. And so care is, is as commonly used in business as is authenticity, right? Um, one of my friends, she said, I hate the word authenticity. It is so overused. Care is one of those words that in business, especially is overused. So the fifth C to mastering your inner leadership is not just simply care, which is looking after and providing for the needs of someone else. It's compelling care. And, and why did I add compelling to this fifth C? Because by definition, compelling is not able to be refuted, inspiring conviction. So 
without the compelling care is, I'm going to look after you. I'm going to provide for you. But so often, the same way that most of us don't get the the definition of unconditional love, or or we don't want to get the definition of unconditional love, because if you really think about it, um, when someone deserves your love the least is when they need it the most. And that's oftentimes the hardest time to love them, because you're sort of like, you're being a real jerk to me, or I don't I don't really like you right now. So I'm certainly not going to give you my love, right? We've all been there. Um, Compelling care is challenging because compelling care means that I'm going to care for you. I'm going to look after you. I'm going to provide for you because I am compelled to do so because I have such a conviction and such a belief in, in my need to serve you that it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you say and it doesn't matter how you respond and it doesn't matter if nobody watches my FB live today and it doesn't matter if nobody listens to this podcast today. I am compelled to give you my best each and every single day because that is what I'm here to do because I cannot turn back from the calling that is on my life and in my soul. That is compelling care. And the problem with most organizations is they only care for their clients and their customers to the extent of their comfort level, to the extent that they're being given something by those clients and by those customers. But once people in organizations feel like, well, you're not, you're not one of my clients, so I don't have to care for you anymore, or you're not, you're not part of my tribe and you're not making me money. So who cares about you? Then the care stops. And so part of mastering your inner leadership is getting to a place with how, whether it's in your business or in your life or in your organization, that you approach care from an unconditional place where you say, it doesn't matter what my clients do. It doesn't matter if they fire me. It doesn't matter if they never join me. It doesn't matter if they're paying me. I am compelled to care for them. And I do that because that is my leadership and that is my standard. It has nothing to do with what they do. Nothing. It's compelling care. So the moment you have used the five C's to master your inner leadership, the moment you have clarity, commitment, courage, consistency, and compelling care as a byproduct of mastering those, your fear gets transformed. You don't even think about your fear. The moment you have, you have clarity, the moment you have commitment, the moment you have courage, the moment you're consistent, you do what you say you're going to do. And the moment you are, you are living and operating by the standard of compelling care, like you're a badass at that point. You don't have time for the fear. You, you don't even pay attention to the fear because you are so present and wholly available that you're literally like, get out of the way, like, boom, get out. You're just doing the thing. And so at the end of the day, here's what I want to say to you. If you know that you have issues with any of these five C's, if you know that you have issues with clarity, you don't really know what you want to do in business or why you want to do it or what your outcomes or goals should be in business. If you think you have issues with commitment, like you start a business, you get really excited for six weeks, and then you're on to the next business in three months, or you quit the business in three months. If you know you have issues with courage, you you do take bold moves, but when fear shows up, you sort of go like a turtle underneath its shell. If you know you have issues with consistency, and we all have, right? Like I've, told, I've had years of seesaw moments, right? Where you're not doing what you say you're going to do. You keep committing to stuff, but then you don't follow through and you're not consistent. 
if you know you have issues with compelling care, like you give your, your clients who are paying you your best, you give them everything. But the moment you have a client who stops paying you or the moment you have a client who says no to your service, you, you don't continue that level of compelling care. Then I want you to join me in my private Facebook community, fire your inner critic, find your inner badass, and finally build your business facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire your inner critic. Cause I'm doing all inner leadership training in there. That is simply what we do because this is the work. There is no greater work in your business than your inner leadership. Nothing. There's no greater work in any organization, in any corporation than to train that corporation's employees on how each employee can master his or her inner leadership. Until you do that, your company will not be able to sustain sustain its success, period. It boils down to these five C's. Clarity, commitment, courage, consistency, and compelling care. And can I tell you, really the hardest one is the compelling care piece. Because we know how to love and care for people when they're doing what we want them to do. We struggle with loving and caring for people when they are doing the opposite of what we want them to do. That includes family, that includes, that includes friends, that includes people we work with in business. So join me in the group, but more importantly, if you do nothing else, write these five C's down, put them in a journal, uh, observe how you show up in the world under different circumstances, and especially in your business and ask yourself, to what extent am I living these five C's? My, where's my clarity? Where's my commitment? Where's my courage? Where's my consistency day in, day out? And where's my compelling care? Where am I with these five C's? And if you know that you're lacking, focus on one C at a time and build it up to mastery. And you will quickly find <clears throat> that you never have to ask the question, well, how do I overcome my fear? Or how do I transfer? No, no, no. You do these five C's your fear as a byproduct will be transformed. Now it still might be in the car with you. If you're doing courage, it's going to be there because courage doesn't exist in the absence of fear, but it will not have power over your life and it will not be the thing that you focus on. Your fear will be transformed into your fuel when you master these five C's and you master your inner leadership. All right. That's what I want to say. Uh, again, just as a reminder, there will be no new episodes for the next week or two, but you can certainly expect to see more coming in the month of June. Thank you guys for listening. I always appreciate that people listen, share this with somebody, whether they're an employee at an organization or company, or they're, they're thinking about starting a business or they want to start a business, share this with somebody that, you know, who really needs to master these five C's, who needs to work on their inner leadership. Um, you'd be surprised how many people need this and you feel kind of some way about, well, should I send it to them? Will they get offended? You know, no, they won't. Because once they listen to this, they'll know that it was meant for them and they will be grateful that you shared this with them. So share this with people that you know need to work on those five C's so they can develop their inner leadership so they can be successful. So they, you know, you know what? And here's the final thing that I want to say. Life becomes amazing when you're able to love and care on such a level that it doesn't matter how other people respond to you. We came here to love completely. We came here to care completely. We were put on this. I mean, we're, we're beings of love and care. When we are exist in an environment where we just love because we can, and we just care because we can, 
We literally are doing what we were meant to do. Like we're literally living our dreams when we can care and love on that level. So if you know somebody who's sort of half loving other people, half caring for other people, feeling like they have to build emotional walls to protect themselves because they've been hurt so many times, share this with them because I want them to know we all have emotional walls, but the greatest moments of our lives comes when we tear those walls down, even for a second, and we just love completely and we care completely because that's what we were put here to do. Like that is a life worth living. When we do that with all of who we are, that is life. That is life. So share this with somebody you know needs it. And I will catch you in another week or two on She Runs the Show. I will talk to you guys later. 